This is a podcast by The Straits Times. You see, uh, taxis pay uh, quite a high rental per day. Of course, most of them are full-time to make a living for their families. Whereas PHP, most of them are part-timers. So the part-timers are taking away the job of the full-timers. This is the scenario today. You are listening to COE Watch, a podcast by The Straits Times. I'm Li Nian Zhou, and I cover transport news and motoring trends. At COE Watch, we talk about the what and the how about this uniquely Singapore creation, the COE. A Certificate of Entitlement, or COE for short, gives you the right to own and register a vehicle in Singapore. And this COE does not include the price of the vehicle itself. COE premiums have doubled compared to a year ago. In the recent months, records seem to be broken at every consecutive tender exercise. And you know what? There does not seem to be any correction in sight. For this episode, we have two industry giants to share their views and experience. We want to know, is there a problem with the COE system today? And what can be done about it? Mr. Neo Nam Hing is the advisor to the Automobile Importer and Exporter Association, or AIEA. He's also the chairman of Diversified Motor Group, Prime. One of his first automotive ventures started way back in 1978. And in 1993, his company was among the first to parallel import a car into Singapore. My other guest is Mr. Neo Tiam Ting, the president of Singapore Vehicle Traders Association, or SVTA. SVTA is the biggest motor association in Singapore, representing more than 300 parallel importers and used car dealers. In the course of my work as a reporter on transport issues, I've called on these two gentlemen to give their insights. Welcome to COE Watch, Mr. Neo Nam Hing and Mr. Neo Tiam Ting. Hi, I'm uh, Neo Tiam Ting from uh, SVTA, Singapore Vehicle Traders Association. I'm Mr. Neo Nam Hing, so coincident. Uh, both Neo are here today. So I'm from Prime Group, the chairman of Prime Group. Uh, we are from uh, finance, transport and energy business. So why is the high COE price a problem? for yourself or the organization that you represent? So when there's a high COE like today, the main reason is because of the quota is being uh, lesser comparing with in the past. So the bidding price will goes up like today sky high so that, you know, our member, the transaction is getting lesser. But our these uh, member or market player are still remaining the same number, which means everybody have a lower uh, Market share. I think COE is a problem for the consumers, uh, from my point of view. Uh, because it will eventually pass to the buyers. Whether COE is cheap or high, is still a concern for the consumers. Dealers only play a uh, middleman. Whatever high or low COE, it will eventually the consumer who have to face it. Mm, good point. Both gentlemen here, the associations that you come from, are mainly in parent importerships. So how does that differ from the more familiar, at least traditionally, uh, the realm of authorised distributors? How are PIs different from authorised? You see, uh, PI have uh, better options to bring in more choice for the consumers, whereas the distributors are limited by the principles. You see, for example, uh, Toyota Noah, a popular model, or even the Land Cruiser, certain models are only available at PI. The, the principal never assigns or allocate to the local agents. If I may add in a little bit, 
for PI, when we bring in the the car from Japan or UK, we uh, project a minor profit and we can sell it. If we're comparing with some big organization, of course, they have a lot of uh, overhead. So I think consumer can know from the car OMV, open market value, see how we sell the car at a, a minor profit. So if I hear you correctly, number one is you get models that you cannot get from the official channel. It's also the brands, right? Because I, from my understanding, parent importers can be offering brand A, B, C, D, E under one shop. But when I go to an authorized distributor, you see the brand on top, that's the brand that you have. So one is variety. Two, as uh, Tiam Ting has mentioned, is about cost, right? Where you have the dealerships tend to be a little bit smaller, lesser overheads, and so you can bring the price down for the consumer. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so there's also this is, how do you get your cars? I think briefly we touched on, uh, as Tiam Ting has mentioned, you get a car from Japan, you get a car from UK. For para importer, I think uh, most of the time, we choose the specification from a same model, you know, there's high, medium, and low spec. So if we think that there's two spec that we can bring in, so we'll bring in two or maybe three. And yet just now, Nam Heng is mentioning that the AD are bringing very limited models. So I can say PI, there's a wide range of uh, even same model, but different specification. I think we haven't heard what gives people the industry or the media this opinion that is the private hire, the rental companies that are driving up the series. So you see, today the private hire car, I think the market share is coming to 80,000. So from 10 years back, which is 2013, is the, uh, the time we just start with this uh, private hire car. Till now, there is, I think, um, simply 10 over percent the total uh, car population. So you can see that the increasing are from here. And due to the current quota allocated uh, for every quarter is very low comparing with in the past. So at this time, if the private hire is growing their fleet, uh, I think they can bid a higher price, like maybe 10, 20, 30,000 and charge to the driver at per day, maybe less than $10 from 5 to $10. They can afford to beat the difference of uh, 10, 20, 30,000. So with this, if uh, a consumer who are buying for their own use, 10, 20, 30,000 for them is a lot and also their installment will be paying quite a lot comparing with uh, this amount. So I think as a consumer today, to beat uh, COE together with these uh, businesses is quite stress for them. I think also here it's important to remember that COE price, whether it's for small cars or big cars, have pretty much doubled you know, over the year. If I understand correctly, what we're saying is that the increase is expressed as a hiring rate. Your day rate increase is relatively affordable versus a private consumer that need to stomach this whole big big chunk increase and take it as a loan. From my point of view, uh, I will try to appeal to the authorities to consider to cool the situation of the PHV in terms of the numbers and volume. One option is to have a lock-in period, which we have been appealing to the authorities. They should consider this point. What, what do you mean by a lock-in period? That means if a car is registered under a PHV, there is a minimum period, that says, for example, five years. Same as in the last decades, those exact cars, they are meant for car rental companies. 
they cannot be easily transferred out to private use. So what will happen? I mean, if you say you want to hold back, like a bit like HDB housing uh, flats where you had a minimum occupation period, right? So if you hold it for five years, what we're saying is that it makes the rental company harder to get rid of uh, assets if nobody hires it or what are no. we going at? If you are going really a transport operator or service provider, you should plan yourself what numbers of cars you need to operate your fleet, not to dispose of for profit taking and keep the price soaring up again and again. And all eventually will pass to drivers. Drivers eventually will pass to the consumers. It's too easy for them to buy and sell it without any rules to limit them, you know. There must be some restriction. Uh, I'm thinking of something to add about this exact scheme from before where there was this lock-in period. Yes, in the past, there's exact scheme. So uh, it has been removed after some time. I think for now, this PSV has been increased, as I mentioned just now, 10 over percent at least for total car population. I think it's time maybe take into consideration to rebuild it. Because today, what I'm worried is um, a lot of uh, these players for PSV. Of course, some are genuine. They have already prepared to have a certain fleet. But some of them is not really a genuine player. So I think if it's uh, separate between the two, it will be better. And also, maybe those people can provide better service or keep their car in good condition. When you say genuine player, do you mean that players, as uh, Nam Hing was alluding to, companies that are planning the transport needs, right? If I need a fleet of X number, that because I want to grow to this market size and I'm going to properly service the vehicles, properly service or serve the hires that eventually will benefit the consumer? You see, uh, one point, uh, you must look into it. Uh, three years back, for example, a NOAA rental rate was $80. Today, is $150. And in between this period, uh, those who buy the cars earlier, three years back, now they are doing profit-taking. Huge margin gains. So they speculate the COE up again and again. So it were all the consumers who are paying more. This NOAA, we're talking about the Toyota NOAA, which is a MPV, right? Yes. Right, that's quite popular in terms of, I mean, even if you're not in uh, need of a ride-hailing service, it's also good as a family car. Hmm. Yeah, so, but on this on this note, still on how we can put in structures or suggestions or ideas to cool down the market. I vaguely remember that in the earlier days with SZAC, this car rental scheme, where there's this topic of scrap value, where a vehicle that is in, uh, I mean, correct me I'm wrong here, but when a vehicle is under this certain scheme, you don't get the full benefit like a private car. No, initially... Wow, those are decades story, huh? Yes, that's why we need you here. <laughs> <laughs> At first, as a car don't entitle any path value. After that, they allow the car to be path value. And they move the, the age lifespan from 7 to 10 years. And eventually, they also allow the car to be extended for PQP. But now, I think they have abolished the exact plate scheme. So this is actually, there are a few uh, terminologies here that uh, Mr. Nyo Nam Heng has just mentioned. Number one is PAF. PAF rebate is what you get if your car within 10 years, you scrap it, you get a rebate for the taxes paid when you first register the car. And number two, it was the... In 1986, then it allowed the asset car to be transferred to private use. Okay, that's another one, where rental cars previously could only be used until it's finished, disposed of. The one change was that you could then resell this vehicle as a rental car to someone else. The other change was about the lifespan of the vehicles. 
Initially, an exact vehicle can only be used for seven years, after which it must be taken off the road. Then it's been moved to 10 years. And eventually, which is where we're at today, is that these vehicles can be perpetually renewed on COEs, just like a private car. Did I miss any point? They, they changed the exact plate to our, today our current normal plate. Yes. Then they, they say no, no PQP to be allowed to extend. And now they allow. Yes, and PQP being the amount you need to pay when you extend the COE. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you look at it, it was a lot harder for a car rental company to operate. Am, am I right to say that? Yes, yes. Versus today, where you can start one, you know, you go and register a company, put up a car in, in this scheme. Today, the entry level for car rental company is too easy. No restrictions. So in that case, are we then saying that as a suggestion, if, I mean, based on Tiamting's point, which is population of rental cars is growing at a time when there are fewer and fewer COEs in the market. So naturally, they are growing much faster, more aggressive. So if you put in this sort of curbs or raise the barrier to entry, these players would slow down their growth. Another point is, uh, you see, today, taxi have their lifespan for eight years. For PSV, they are not uh, eight years, they are 10 years. But I think the both uh, are the same usage. You see, for those um, PSV, if they say some company use for certain year and it's very high usage and put it up for, you know, market for sales, a consumer who bought the car may have to prepare more repair maintenance costs. So if it can uh, do some restriction that uh, minimum year you cannot sell, have to maintain as a PHB, I think this may control the COE price because not so easy that you can easily buy and sell. Mm, I think this is actually an interesting point here, which is about what happens when the vehicle stops being used as a private hire car when it goes into the resale market, right? I mean, if I hear you correctly, you're saying that these cars, they are very high mileage, more wear and tear, the consumer buys it, they got to suffer as well, as it were, to put it back into a, a serviceable condition. You see, uh, from taxis numbers, for the last five years, uh, you can see, from 28,600 units, uh, now uh, dropped to 13,600 units. So taxi industry is down. Uh, yes, But shrinking. it's not out yet, uh, don't worry. <laughs> so we really appeal to the authorities to have some control on the PHV sector. This comes to mind something else that's in race because we try to see, for most of us, we feel that taxis and PHV is quite similar. But in my time reporting on this topic, especially this race in the parliament, is this point that PHVs or private hire vehicles are also a little bit part-time basis sort of uh, thing when they also behave like private cars. So what do you say about that? That's the point I'm trying to tell all of you here. You see, uh, taxis pay uh, quite a high rental per day. Of course, most of them are full-time to make a living for their families. Whereas PHV, most of them are part-timers. So the part-timers are taking away the job of the full-timers. This is the scenario today. Mm, Because it's part-time. If you recognize that they are part-time, why, to play the devil's advocate, why should we then put in this restriction and tell them this vehicle is only doing the job of a taxi half the time or part-time but you need to comply to the rules like a taxi. No. Taxi and PHV, there are some differences in the rules and, and the requirements. Uh. Yes. Uh, you see, previously, we have a lot of those TA rules uh, on taxi industry, whereas PHV have nothing to control them. You know, Because the entry level is too simple. It's too easy. Even individual can buy a car, just convert to PHV. Yes. That's all. Is it for $100? $100, huh? yes. It's too easy. The, the entry level mm-hmm. is too easy for them. That's why we are appealing to the authorities to have some restrictions. 
what kind of restriction are we looking at? Age or no, 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 no. You see, back uh, on the vehicles. Taxi first of all have mm. to buy a car brand new. We cannot buy a used car to convert for taxi. I mean the current rules states. So there is no re- restriction on the PHV. You know, you can even buy a car that is more than ten years. Mm. So that's, that's why I'm saying the entry level is too simple, too easy for them. So we are saying you want to raise the private hire side, the, the criteria, but not to lower the taxis. Huh? We're not saying you going to use old vehicles and become taxis, no, right? I, I repeat again, they must have some control. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Back to my conversation with Mr. Nyo Namheng, advisor to the Automobile Importer and Exporter Association, or AIEA, and chairman of Diversified Motor Group Prime, and Mr. Nyo Tiam Ting, president of Singapore Vehicle Traders Association, or SVTA. Okay, so on this point, because we're trying to establish this relationship between COE price and who are bidding it up, right? we kind of get a feeling that there might be quite likely some truth to fleet companies pushing it up because they're growing faster when every other part of the market is shrinking. So I want to hear from the experts here. Would you say that a higher COE price, uh, is it better for the financial uh, institutions, for the banks and all that? Because each person borrowing money now is going to be servicing a more expensive loan. Is it a good thing? Not really. I think today, you see, if the loan are providing a higher loan due to a higher price, but the number of quota, I think, cannot knock off the percentage or the amount of loan that the bank or the FI or the credit company provided. So um, not really that we are doing better than more quota. Of course, I think we hope that every moment there's enough quota so that the COE won't be so high. Then our member got more chances to sell. That means more transaction. No, I think although they give a higher loan per car, but in terms of the volume, they drop significantly. So it's not a good timing for the bank also. Yeah, I think from uh, what we are selling today, those cars, just how we mentioned, those uh, MPV or those hybrid cars, all these few models, today we don't have too, too much, too many models that we can sell. All these models, mostly buyer are from those uh, PHB. Of course, there is some minority which is purchased by those end user. So, as I said, the higher percentage for today, uh, our customer is from, you know, buying to increase their fleet. And yet for end user today, it's not easy for a minimum and low income to own a car, I think. For super rich, uh, of course, they can afford to have a COE price that costs almost 160000 Of course, they have no issue at all. For the middle income people, I mean, they are quite worried about the so-called the smallest car COE, category A. I don't think they are willing to pay the price. So the rental company, I think they are blamed for pushing the COE price today. They are blamed, those car rental companies. If you look at the larger cars that are fat or wildfire, during 2020, you purchase a car at about 200000 Today, that car costs 275000 in the market. This is the old car, it's now 275000 The current or the old model are fat or wildfire. So for the private hire company already been collecting rent from that Alphard for two years, so the Alphard has been paying for itself and now it's giving a, a, a fat payout as well. So when they push the COE up, the rental increase. So eventually, rivals pay higher rental, but the consumer has to face at the end. At this point, I want to ask this question because how much more can rental go up 
Because even for the private hire driver, how much he can make really depends on whether it's platform or the companies. And, you know, commuters can't just stomach this doubling of COE price, can we? In fact, for me, I'm sitting in the middle of the fence. No, no, where is the direction to go, you know. At this rate of the COE, if I increase the rent per day further, can the consumer accept or not? In Mandarin, we say, no, no, where to go? Where is the direction to go? So if I want to add on, uh, this uh, PSV has been in the market for 10 years. I think maybe it's time to look into separate it out from this uh, end user using. You know, in the past, there's no PSV. All the COE category A and B was uh, using by this end user. Today, at least 10% or more is used by the these uh, businesses. So I think after 10 years, we, we need to look into it and see if we can separate it out. It will be fair to those uh, end users because as we know, especially Cat A COE, is for the medium and low income who, you know, they need of the vehicle. But today, even those they need, they have to compete with a uh, big giant. One point, uh, maybe they can look how taxis pay the COE. I proposed to LTA in 2012 and it was accepted. We pay PQP. We don't participate in the bidding. We pay COE, but we don't bid for COE. So what we're saying now is that for in the case of taxi companies, instead of going to the market to chase up the price, they are the price takers, the PQP or the prevailing quota premium. Uh, we pay COE, but we don't participate in the bidding of the COE. Previously, taxi companies and operators are blamed for pushing the COE price up. Yes, then there was a revision that led to this adjustment. Uh, uh, ah, so today we found the proposal for the suggestion. 212. We, we, we tell LTA and the authority we pay, but we don't bid. In the recent discussion about COEs, as the prices keep going up, the industry experts that I speak with, none of them have said COE has a chance of coming down. And the reason is, the, the reason they tell us at least, is that in the new year, there are a lot of changes that affects the cost of the car and eventually the price of the car. So among those things, there are, there are a lot of acronyms coming, a lot of short forms. But basically, it's to do with emissions, which is either how much rebate or incentive you get or a penalty for cars with uh, combustion engines, as well as the incentive for electric vehicles. So pure electric vehicles currently uh, benefit from this EEAI, right, the early adoption scheme if you buy an EV early. And then from next year, that's been reduced by, I think, by $5,000. The other one, which is on emissions, which is called Vehicular Emissions Scheme, bans these cars by their emissions, what comes out from the tailpipe. And they have a couple of factors they look into, and depending on how well you do, how well you score in these factors, you will then qualify into this various banding. Some will get the better ones, get an incentive, right? You get a cut on your taxes that you need to pay, down to neutral, and then to penalty. So from my understanding is that from next year onwards, there are a lot of cars that will be shuffled around. Some will move from either getting less incentive and some even worse, they need to pay a penalty. And this is going to push us towards a new reality in 2024 where cars or vehicles are going to be more expensive. Am I right? Okay, so I think NEA has announced for WLTP for car, the testing method uh, started from 1st January. And at the same time, they also tightened the five pollutant and also reduce the incentive. So these few things added up together, so make a lot of uh, uh, car buyer chasing at this period 
That means before 1st January to register their vehicle. Number one, don't affect the incentive. Number two, the bending. Then number three, their car can be registered. You know, if they still don't have the report 1st January, they can't register their car. In other words, we're saying that this rush is very real because they want to, before New Year. It's similar right? like, you know, this uh, year, 1st April for commercial vehicle, boost the COE up to more than 90,000. So now is the car will be pushed up another two more months, which is four more bit. But uh, we hope that LTA can have some solution to cool down or at least to control the bidding price. You see, uh, CVES, whatever they change, of course, COE will fluctuate. And this is only part of the components of a car price. So, for example, uh, for those A2 cars, if they move away the 15,000 incentive or they were cut to 5,000 or some even go to C1, of course, the whole market will evolve and change again. So I, I, I think uh, after all, when the COE fluctuates, uh, this is part of the car cost and the market, the leaders will, will adjust the price accordingly. So just not tempting, you mentioned something that I've been very keen to find out more about, which is... This switch over. So in April 1st this year, 2023, we had commercial vehicles that were also racing to, to beat the switch over point. So I'm, I'm just wondering whether we can use the lessons or what we observe for commercial vehicles and maybe we can get a bit of idea of what will happen for private cars. Right, so in April 1st, after when before April 1st rather, in March, we got commercial vehicle COE shooting to 90,000. And then so back then we reported that of course, COE going up because the, the companies are just racing to get the vehicles on the road. But we've also reported that in June onwards, we spot a lot of these sort of vehicles that are registered but not used left all around Singapore. What is the market situation like for commercial vehicles? Yeah, for this year before 1st April, a lot of companies trying to register their vehicle because the CVES uh, affected 15,000 for Band A. That means the electric mm, the cut of fifteen. Yeah, 000. cut of fifteen from thirty thousand to fifteen thousand. Then from Bambi from fifteen thousand to five thousand, which is more than today the VES for car moving to next year, first January. For Band C, there's additional five thousand uh, surcharge. That means total fifteen thousand. So everybody chase and then to register their car. Just now, your question talk about oh you you spotted that uh, this car registered and still haven't sell. Of course, you see, we registered so many cars at March, huh? but within a few months, up to now, I think it's about six months, quite a lot has been digested, but of course, they still left with some, some over that we are still available. Those, they are, can get this 30,000 rebate and also the BMB 15,000 rebate. Mm. So there's a lot of unused vehicles that are registered. Will we also see this for private cars next year? Because now, I mean, there will be the similar kind of rush. I know the, the quantum is smaller, the, the, the savings or the, the difference in cost versus commercial vehicle. Will we see this sort of behavior for, for cars in New Year? It's already happening. But you see the last two, three biddings, despite the LTA give additional 300 rupees for October, the price still go up again and again. It's already reflected in the last few exercises really. So first of all, before April, the commercials that we are just mentioning, eh, I think at that point of time, eh, supply and demand mismatch. In fact, the market is not that big. But because of those importers are trying to escape the tax uh, difference, uh, they, that's why they have no choice. They have to get the car registered and use as a used car to sell it in the open market. 
So then the question is, because ultimately you want to make this a reader service or a listener service, is that for the commercial vehicles, if you go into these dealers that have excess stock, can we get a good bargain? Is it going to be a good deal to buy this registered but not used vehicles? Yeah, you see, uh, for band A, there is 15,000 uh, different from registered before the 1st April. So uh, the car price uh, that we have uh, registered on hand, one year, which is uh, next year, March, you got 10,000 rebate and the following year, you got another 10,000 rebate. This already there is, uh, you know, cheaper than if you register a, a new one today with the high ETS or high COE. So just now we talk about April at that time, stood up to 90 over 1,000. Um, I can say that is quite fair already because we have ETS for commercial. If we don't have the ETS for commercial for people who registered their band A and band B uh, commercial vehicle, I think the COE will be much higher than 90 something. So here I think I have to step in and explain ETS. So ETS is the early turnover scheme. And the idea, as its name suggests, is to incentivize owners of older commercial vehicles to give them up before they're otherwise due, before their COE is up. And to incentivize them, they don't have to pay the full price of, a, of the COE if they take up ETS. Instead, they pay a discount based on how old your vehicle is and how good or how clean the new vehicle is. So this ETS scheme is also one of those uh, big considerations or big factors that has been supporting the value of used uh, commercial vehicles in the market. Yeah, but I think ETS uh, has been uh, impressed since uh, uh, 10 years back. And look at the statistics from this LTA motoring, you can see a lot of older commercial vehicles has been scrapped and uh, changed it to the new vehicle. It's a very good scheme. That's why we propose this scheme to apply in car so that we will go green faster as well. I think this is, this is a, a nice segue to get into this point. So ETS, the whole idea is that we want to encourage the ch changing out of older, more pollutive vehicles to cleaner ones, right? I mean, this can be a side topic as it were to the COE situation, right? While we are trying to address the affordability issue, we're also trying to improve the kind of vehicles, the kind of emission levels we have for land transport. I think we've been on this for a little while now. I just want to get a sum up, right? Just what kind of ideas can we do fundamentally when it comes to solving this high COE situation? I think we've got some very good ideas today. Just a recap. I mean, both Momoto Traders Association is trying to propose to the authorities. We can have some option of some ideas uh, to ease the COE situation. Number one, the ETS that they apply for commercial cars. They can consider for private cars to replace those IC cars, they are very old vehicles with high pollution cars to be cleaner engine vehicles. Number two, uh, to surcharge on the local used cars that are reaching 10 years old to extend for another 10 years old. So they should have a surcharge to discourage people to extend their vehicles to a more deregged vehicle to recycle back to more COEs. Number three, the lock-in period we have just mentioned on the PHV. Number four, the easy financing scheme. Now, to get a high loan is quite common everywhere. I think the authorities should step in to consider these few proposals. Yeah, for ETS to apply to car, I think for this proposal, for sure it will help the COE bidding price to cool down and also lower down the bidding price. 
not only cool down, also lowing down the bidding price. Because those people on hand have their car, they can use their existing old car to buy a new car without bidding the COE, without completing the COE bidding exercise. So for this ETS to apply in car, I think is the best way to cool down or bring down the COE bidding price. So we hope this uh, government, LTA, MTI can take it as a consideration. You see, uh, to conclude, uh, COE system uh, is a problem of supply and demand issue. <laughs> Definitely. Right, so we've really touched on many, many very interesting points by tapping on the experience of our guests today. We've just heard some cool ideas, I think. They are worth considering. We always like to end with something for our listeners out there is a consumer advice. If somebody is looking or have to, no choice, needs a vehicle in this immediate period, what can they do? At this period, if that's it, end user who need a car, don't want to come out so much uh, down payment or so high installment, I think they can consider to buy a used car in the market first for this interim period and see how government can come up with some policy changes to cool down the COE. From that, maybe they can buy their new car at a affordable price. From my point of view, uh, if a consumer, a car buyer, the pocket is deep enough, of course, they have no issue at all to buy a car. If not, then go to the public transport, which the government are encouraging. And wait for the COE uh, to adjust. And one day, maybe next year, because LTC next year, more COE. Let's see how, how many percent increase next year. In the coming years, two to five. Uh, if, the, if the COE can adjust to a reasonable price that consumer is willing to pay, then they can come in. Okay, so there we have it. If you are needing a vehicle now, Look for a used vehicle or as uh, Mr. Nyonaming has said, take public transport and wait for more COEs coming up. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for COE Watch, a podcast by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Lee Nianjo. If you resonate with the points raised, do share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you would like to read more of my transport articles, there's a link in the podcast show notes. Thanks for listening. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.